Last season, the Chicago Bulls won a lot of tough games against teams that they were supposed to be better than on paper. On today's episode, we're going to talk about why the added offensive rebounding plus the added depth to the bench should help solve that for the Chicago Bulls. We're going to get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. And before we jump into the mailbag, I want to talk about this, right? There's a lot of doubt around the Chicago Bulls surrounding how good the Bulls team is or is not going to be this season. And while, you know, the key acquisitions of Javon Carter and Torrey Craig definitely have helped this team. Growth from Kobe White and playing in that point guard position is going to help the team as well. Playing with a faster pace, shooting more threes. These are all things that absolutely hurt the team last season. But I want to talk about two specific aspects that I think is going to help this team a lot, right? And that is the added strength with that bench unit from the Chicago Bulls. Now, are they a perfect bench unit? No, not by any stretch of the imagination. They're a defensive heavy bench unit. But one thing that we've seen so far throughout the two preseason games for the Chicago Bulls is that bench understands how to go about playing. Yes, you have a player like Io, Dalen Terry, and you know Julian Phillips, who you, you, you have questions on how much they're going to play into that rotation. But when you really look at every other player on that bench for the Chicago Bulls, it's all filled with players that more than understand their role, right? And yes, the starting lineup playing better, getting offensive rebounds, and we're going to touch on that here in a second. But when you look at that bench unit, Javon Carter, right? Dalen Terry, uh, I don't need, didn't even mean to mention him. Uh, Javon Carter, uh, Alice Caruso in that, uh, Andre Drummond, Torrey Craig, those four players alone are players that have been in this league for a while, understand exactly who and what they are on the basketball court, and can go about their business in a way, right? And then if you add in just Javon Carter's three-point shooting and how they are using him in a very similar way to Lonzo, uh, Alice Cruz, so that defense, his ability to get out in transition, things like that, and if this shooting more threes thing is, is real for him, the Chicago Bulls have a bench that not only can you go to and trust and rely that they're going to execute the game plan, right, but that defense and the intensity and just understanding how to impact the game on every single play is all up and down in that. And then when you add in a young player like Io DeSumo, who is back to having that chip on his shoulder, and I think is when he's at his best, it's a reason for a bright spot of the Chicago Bulls bench being a big reason why the team is going to be better, right? And then when you pair in offensive rebounding team, right? Last season, the Bulls were 28th in the league in offensive rebounds. So far throughout the preseason, we've almost doubled our average of, of offensive rebounds per game last season. That right there is also going to get the Bulls more opportunities. Now, I think that they need to calm down a little bit on offensive rebounds, run an actual set offense at times. Yeah, you're going to be times where putbacks to catch the defense off guard are absolutely the thing. But bringing that together, right, the offensive rebounding, the added three-point shooting, but that bench depth specifically, the Chicago Bulls, I'm not going to say they're having, they're going to have one of the best benches in the NBA. I'm not going to say that. We, we, that has to be shown via how you play. But we should have an added depth to our bench just by the fact that we have role players that understand how their roles and how to get theirs in those roles, right? And I, I, I definitely think that this bench unit is something that to keep your eye on as the season goes on because – as they come together, right? And the key thing is, as well, as much as we talk about continuity, two out of those four bench players that are going to be big parts of your nine to 10-man rotation are new to the team, right? Another one in Io DeSumo is finding his way on top of that, right? And Alice Caruso, we all know, Alice Caruso can be used in any spot 
with Billy Donovan out there. It doesn't matter one through four. Billy Donovan will put him at. But the added versatility from that bench unit as well. And one thing that we saw in the game against the Denver Nuggets that I think really bode well is that when you add a scorer in to four members of this bench unit and, th- and their ability to get out in transition and go, things get even more dangerous in, in a positive way for the Chicago Bulls and their and against their opponents, right? So that is a really big thing. Don't be surprised in the third preseason game if we see DeMar DeRozan get a stench with that bench unit instead of Zach Levine just to kind of see what that mix of guys look like, right? Billy Donovan has already talked about how the starting lineup isn't the biggest thing that he's kind of looking at. It's more so the combination of guys and the rotation of players and finding the right mix of players and personnel. That is a huge part that Billy Donovan does need to look at and evaluate. And so I do think that that added bench step is going to be a big reason why the Chicago Bulls are a much better team in, in next season. Now, we have concerns, right? And I will say this as well. If we're talking about rebounding overall, Patrick Williams throughout almost 40 minutes has like three rebounds. We need to play better than that. We need better play from that than Pat. The defense is, oh, he's always going to be solid defensively. Uh, passive P that we saw in, in Thursday's game was a bit of a concern. I'm not going to deny that. It definitely was a bit of a concern. But, you know, as we go forward to tomorrow's game, you know, we'll see how he c- continues plays and kind of finds himself. But I'll tell you what, Torrey Craig either needs to motivate by helping lift up Patrick Williams or he's going to motivate Patrick Williams because he's going to be looking from the bench and Torrey Craig's going to be in the starting spot. But, you know, adding in bright spots on the on the bench with Julian Phillips and if he's able to get going, I know a lot of people are excited about Julian now as well. The Bulls bench is going to be a big part of the season and hopefully a better successful season playing against that. And we lost so many close games. We lost games against teams that technically the Bulls were better than, right? And now with the added, like, kind of oomph to that team, right? That, uh, that, that added kind of veteran leadership coming off the bench, that's what you want to see from this team, and hopefully it goes in the, in the right way, right? So, you know, at the end of the day, this team I think is going to be an improved team. If you guys have been watching me for a while, you know I have faith that this team is going to get more wins than what they did last season. I'm not by any means saying that they're going to all of a sudden be this team that can get out the first round. That can only be told by how they come together during the season. But I definitely think that the winnable games in this, the Chicago Bulls are going to win more of those games. They're going to win more tight and close games. And hopefully they keep up the level of intensity where they beat the teams that they're supposed to be better than. But with that said, let's go ahead and get into the mailbag for today. This first voicemail, this one's from Dave. I have to think that after watching that preseason game, I'm, I'm a little nervous. That first, that first half, first quarter of the first half, whatever, that was great. I loved it. I loved every second of it. I loved the shots that Zach was getting. I loved Kobe driving and kicking. I love, I love the fact that, you know, even though we shot like three times, at least he stayed away from the three point line because there's nothing that really just like makes my heart just fucking drop out of my ass. Then, Vooch shooting a wide open three because we all know it's going to hit back iron and not go in. I think where I'm concerned though is uh, Patrick Williams. I have no clue why he keeps doing these one dribble pull up mid range shots and then like sometimes he drives into the, the middle of the uh, paint and then just gets ripped every time. It's it's almost embarrassing. I I hope he just it, it was just like a like a little little slip up little cog. He did pretty well. What second highest scoring in that game isn't bad, but then again, he got probably the most minutes out of the starters. Maybe I don't really know. I don't really look. I just remember turning off the game when they put in like the third string. But yeah, um, my first takeaways right now: we're looking good, offense looking solid. Hopefully, the defense stays there. If Patrick Williams gets stripped in the paint again, I'm gonna freak out and just not know what to do with myself. And and Alex Caruso looks like a DPOY candidate right now with that beard. I'm just going to say it. All right, peace out. I agree with all your thoughts on the first preseason game. There was a lot to take away, both positive and negative, I would say, 
from all preseason games. And while we now have a win under our belts with that, I understand a lot of your concerns. I don't agree with all of them, right, as far as, like, I just see it the same way. But I do understand where you're coming from with a lot of that because, listen, the Bulls left a lot to be desired, and I'm always one that says it. I, I try to keep it honest and keep it real, right? I always understand people's concerns with this team, but the the, the different shots was, was something that you can definitely see in that, right? So this team has to continue to develop. They have to continue to see how they're going to go in the next way. But right now, I think that, you know, Kobe White, as you said, is going to be a big part of the Chicago Bulls team as well. I share your concerns about Patrick Williams, not in the first game. To me, Patrick Williams played a really solid first game, but your concerns came true in that second game. So, you know, there you go with that one, right? But as of right now, this team is looking like a team that has taken the next step offensively, right? We have to uh, see if that defense is going to hold up as well. And at the end of the day, I think that this is going to be a fun team to watch, but a fun team that's also going to dig out some tough wins. But you guys can let me know what you think on that one down below. All right, let's get into this next voicemail. This one's from Caden. What's up, Hayes? It's your boy, Caden, straight from Chicago, Southside. Um, thank you for all the content you give us, man. Like, we really appreciate you out here, bro. We definitely appreciate you out here. From diehard Bulls fans, for real. Uh, I got two hot takes for you. One, um, I think that if Kobe White is given the starting position, that this would be the start of his all-star ascension, bro. Like, I, I think I really see it in him, right? Like, he, he going to be a star player, given the opportunity and given the chance to, you know, kind of shine. Like, he's gotten better every single year. And I think that that's not, like, incrementally. I think that's exponentially better every single year. What do you think about that? Do you think that's possible for him? I see, like, a Jamal Murray light type of player at best. You know what I mean? Uh, the second hot take is, I think that the Boston Celtics, the Boston Celtics, I think that the the Milwaukee Bucks are not going to be as good as everybody think in the first year. I think losing Drew Holiday and Javon Carter pretty much destroyed their point of attack defense. So I don't think they have the point of attack defense that they once had, which is vital to helping Giannis on the backside. And number two, I think that offensively, even though they have the potential for a nuclear offense, I don't think that it's going to all come together as quickly as people think. So I don't know why, like, Bulls fans are, like, tripping out. We weren't going to be better than them anyway. But I don't know why Bulls fans are tripping out because the same way it takes a lot of time for this new Bulls offense to come together, I think it's going to take a lot of time for the Milwaukee Bucks offense to come together. And I think overall they're not going to be as good a team as they were last year, this season. Maybe going forward. But I think experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Bull Central to secure your limited time welcome bonus today this season they aren't going to be the best what you think about that like i said bro we appreciate you thank you for listening to my voice man bro a couple of hot takes from Caden. first off kobe white on an all-star ascension here's what i'll say for kobe white being the third fourth unit whatever he, uh fourth option whatever he ends up being it's going to be hard for kobe white to make 
an all-star game, right? Now, you're not necessarily saying he's going to make one this year. You're saying he's on the ascension to get to that level. And I'll say with this, like, you never know, right? Kobe White is starting to put everything together. And as he starts putting everything together, the sky's really the limit for Kobe White, I think. And, 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 and I think a lot of people agree with that. Now, at the end of the day, right, what Kobe's able to do, it really comes down to who on the, in that core three is taking the back seat. So far, it looks like DeMar is at times, right? He really went off in the last game, got 19 points in the way that he did. But ultimately, Kobe is on an essential where I think it's it's he's definitely getting better, right? I'm not going to necessarily say all-star. I need to say see more from him before I'm willing to say all-star. But Kobe White is definitely trending upwards, and the Bulls and Bulls fans are going to benefit from that. All right, let's go ahead and get into the, your, your hot take number two. The Milwaukee Bucks won't be as good as everyone thinks, and the offense won't come together. Here's what I would disagree with. I don't disagree that they lost point-of-attack defenders. They absolutely did. But they also lost, theoretically, one of their biggest – the Giannis wall is not going to be how you can defend Giannis anymore, right? That is going to go away. And so because of that, I think that the offensive – you know, the, 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 the things they lost defensively to gain some offense is huge for that, that this team specifically, right? And it's going to be tough for teams to outscore the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, as far as the offense not coming around as fast, and like you said, some teams it takes time to gel together, I think it's important in this case to know that Dame Lillard and Giannis Antetokounmpo get their buckets in two completely different ways. And even with the, the, the doubt that you have around that team's defense, they do have Brooke Lopez, Bobby Portis, Jay Crowder, if he's healthy, and Giannis that can all operate down low. And as we've seen, you can funnel... The Bulls did it. When they had the uh, Derrick Rose, Joe Kim Noah Bulls, we had solid perimeter defenders, but at times we would funnel things in to Joe and Todd and let them get going right defensively. So I think that they're going to have solid enough defense. It just comes to that, does that offense come together and does Dane break up that Giannis wall in the way that it seems like he will on paper? So uh, I, listen, your hot takes could absolutely be true. I'm not here to say they're not. I'm just giving my opinion on it, but thank you for calling in on that. All right, let's get into the next uh, voicemail. This one is from Reginald. Hey, hey. Uh, in regards to whether or not the Bulls should extend DeMar DeRozan, I think they should make him an offer of like two years, $50 million fully guaranteed with a team option for a third. Uh, I know uh, some people might not want him, but there aren't really a whole lot of players who can average 24, 5-4 uh, on any given night and can be a clutch player for you in the fourth quarter. So um, if he wants more than that, I probably wouldn't uh, give it to him simply because no one's going to offer him more than that. I mean, the Bulls really pay more than anyone else to get him. His first contract when he was 31, 30 years old. So offer him more when he's going to be 34, 35, 36, will be pointless. Uh, they shouldn't, you know, bid against themselves. But uh, what's your opinion on the matter? A two-year, $50 million deal for, uh, for DeMar DeRozan with a possible option for a third year. I, you know, I think that's a reasonable deal, right? Now, I don't know if that's something that De, that DeMar agrees to, right? But I do think that that's a, considering how the Bulls are trying to waste some options, I definitely think that that could be a fair market deal. Now, to your point that other teams aren't going to offer uh, DeMar that, I don't, like, I think that teams may see DeMar as, hey, we didn't want to pay this guy before because we had doubts because he was over in San Antonio. But I think now teams may have seen the way that he helped uplift that Bulls team and how he can be a secondary scorer. And if you're a team that doesn't need him to even be secondary, you need him to be a third scorer. I don't know. I think teams may be willing to do that. And honestly, $25 million a year now is almost pennies for, for a lot of players, right? So, um, you know, it ends up seeing. I, I do think that the Bulls and, and DeMar are going to work out a deal all, when it's all said and done. 
I just don't know if your deal is a little bit undercutting him. But hey, at the end of the day, if they're trying to maintain some type of cap flexibility to add to this team, DeMar got to give something up, as do other players as well. So we'll see what happens with that one. All right, let's get into the next voicemail. This one's from Sage. CEO Hayes, it's no Sage. Many thanks for the content, my brother. I really appreciate you keeping it fresh, pushing it out. Look, to, per, to respond to your prompt about the Bulls, would I be most disappointed in? Yeah, for sure, if they don't make the play in tournament at the very least. But I think at the very um, back of it all, all this excitement around Kobe, like Kobe White, if he doesn't fulfill all this excitement, I know it's just one game of preseason right now, and a lot of it is looking great as far as his speed and him getting his maturity in there. I just hope the, he um, matures a lot more. Like, I know there was, like, some scare um, – news last year that he might be leaving, you know, when he gets some more money and things of that nature. So I just hope that he deserves it. And I just hope he keeps earning it um, because the disappointment of the Bears, Sox, Cubs just keeps pouring down. So I'm just ready for some excitement for this bull season. Thanks again for everything. Well, Kobe White fulfilled the excitement around him. Um, I think of the reasonable excitement, yeah. The people who kind of have these unrealistic unre- uh, expectations for Kobe um, because he's moving into that starting point guard role. Keep in mind, even Lonzo wasn't putting up all-star numbers, right? And that when the team was rocking and rolling at its best. Even if Kobe can come in and even be a little bit more of a microwave, uh, we'll see what happens with with, uh, with Kobe getting like, a stench with the second unit. I don't know if he's going to fulfill some of the higher expectations, but the realistic ones, I think he's more so than going to exceed them. Kobe White is starting to get to that point where his offense and defense are matching up close to the same level. And that's when players really do start that ascension. And I think that may be what we're starting to see from Kobe White. And the Bulls, the Bulls are going to benefit from that greatly, in my opinion. And I can't wait to see it because Kobe White is an exciting player for the Chicago Bulls. And he's a big part of what the Bull, who one of the players that the Bulls need to really hit that next level for us to get further and to increase the ceiling of the team overall. Uh, but let's get into the next voicemail, which is also on Kobe. This one's from Galen. Yo, what up, Hayes? It's Galen. Uh, first time caller, long time listener, man. First, I just want to say thanks for all you do for the Bulls community. Uh, you're an awesome voice in the, out there, giving us something to listen to week in and week out, and we really appreciate you, man. Uh, I was talking about my boy Kobe White. All right, dude came into the league, suffered some some tragedy, you know, coming in that probably messed with his head a little bit. Got thrust onto a Bulls team. It was rebuilding, asked to do more than he was capable of at the beginning of his career, you know, but he battled through the adversity, and he showed some flashes. In the last couple of seasons, I mean, he's he's taken a step every single year, okay? Maybe not the efficiency numbers precisely, which is a little weird because we all thought that he was going to be like a shooting specialist, but he's just gotten better every single year. His defense has stepped up every single year. His playmaking has stepped up every year. His passing stepped up every year would like to see a few other you know improvements but i think this is the year you know where he's going to put it all together man i think kobe is going to surprise a lot of people this year i would not be surprised if we're not looking at him maybe not like most improved player of the year kind of kind of jump but like definitely most improved player on the bulls kind of jump this year and i just want to ask you what do you think is his ceiling like realistically if, let's say let's say we're looking at Kobe and you know he's 26, 27 years old. He's in the prime of his career and he's had all these extra years of development beyond where he's at today. What do you think he can realistically get to? I'm just curious because from an analytics point of view, I mean the, the kid just keeps getting better every year. I, I, I think he's I think he's got a ceiling similar to you know mm, 
Levine. Honestly, I really do. You know, maybe not maybe not as proficient as a as a shooter as Zach, but definitely as as big of an impact on the team. I think that's his feeling. What do you think, man? Thanks a lot. Take it easy. Is this the year that Kobe White puts it all together? I think so. I think so. I think there's still going to be some bumps and bruises. There's still going to be a four- or five-game stretch where it seems like he doesn't have it. But I think ultimately, yes, Kobe White is going to put it all together as far as being consistent on offense, consistent on defense, and giving that effort, running the show as a point guard. We're going to see tremendous growth from Kobe White this year. Now, as far as your second question, what is his ceiling? I can't say that I see Zach Levine ceiling from him yet. I can't say personally that I've seen that. Because even what you're saying, like, statistically, he got, like, statistically last season was on the, the box score stats was his worst season yet right? But he grew into the things that you have to watch the game of basketball to to understand, right? And that's what, what really benefits him. So I don't know if Kobe hits that type of, of if, if he's of a similar to Zach yet. Uh, he's still very young, 23, so that can still change for him, absolutely. But I think that at the end of the day, that Kobe White is turning himself into a, a solid defensive enough player to where his offensive upside, if he hits that as well, that's a damn good player in the NBA. So I, if I had to say ceiling, I, I always go to Jamal Murray light. I definitely think that that's what he can be with maybe even a little bit better of a defensive upside. I think that you just have to find the right system, use them the correct way, and, yeah, put them in the right type of scenarios to, to get the best out of them, like the Nuggets did with Jamal Murray and using Jokic kind of as their point guard and Jamal Murray being able to focus on what he does well and shoot and score the ball while he still does some facilitating. So we'll see how that ends up developing for Kobe, but, Kobe has a hell of a ceiling, and I'm glad he's here on that Chicago Bulls team. But as always, guys, let me know your thoughts on all this down below. Make sure you're following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullscentralpod at gmail.com. And lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related, thanks to you guys. And like I liked in every episode on. Go Bulls. Love you guys. See you right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.